Welcome to the fourth episode of The Finsiders, the podcast that explores the evolution of finance in Africa, hosted by AFIS, Africa Financial Industry Summit, the leading platform that accompanies African finance in its transformation. This series of podcasts aims to democratize the financial challenges of African economies. Dear Finsiders listeners, today, We are privileged to host a distinguished leader in the African financial sector. We are delighted to welcome Mrs. Yvonne Ike, the Managing Director of Bank of America. Before we start our interview, Mrs. Ike, would you please take a moment to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Yvonne Ike, Managing Director and Head of Sub-Saharan Africa, excluding South Africa at Bank of America. In this role, I have responsibility for investment banking, global markets, and corporate banking in the Sub-Saharan Africa region. Uh, I, know I play a number of other roles in our organization. Uh, one of the ones that I'm most excited about is being the executive sponsor uh, for our EMEA Intergenerational in, in, in Employee Network. Uh, we also drive an Africa recruitment initiative in the bank, which I play a key role in. I've been working in this sector now for more than 25 years and still continue to enjoy the challenge of galvanizing capital for development in Africa. Uh, my passion for development in Africa also include, it also admonished me um, to set up a foundation called Adara Foundation, which focuses on women and youth empowerment in the region. Thank you for sharing this with us. Do we speak in terms of cooperation or competition when it comes to fintechs and banks? I would say that um, certainly um, the two um, financial institution types um, sit side by side. So I see more of a, I see more collaboration than competition, and they just serve different needs. To be honest, so if we look at Um, and, and the financial payments platforms became increasingly important post-COVID. Uh, in those two years of COVID, you know, digital payments in particular really accelerated. So what we see is that, you know, if we look at fintechs that focus uh, primarily on e-payments, domestic and cross-border, um, and we then also look at, um, and they also facilitate trade, within and across Africa. I think this is a very exciting development for the fintech space. And fintechs also really focus more on the consumer, the retail, um, the smaller businesses, and has been quite instrumental in um, increasing financial inclusion in the region. Uh, clearly, more nimble, more new technologies. So for example, there were 5,200 startups um, between 2020 and 2021 in Sub-Saharan Africa. And half of that were actually uh, fintech startups in the region. So what we've seen is um, over, the, over time, fintechs becoming increasingly sophisticated in some of the offerings that they give, started off mainly facilitating payments. As we know, uh, mobile payments, uh, Africa accounts for 70% of the mobile payments in the world. Uh, today. So it's a big part of how, how we make payments and facilitate trades. Banks, however, work, uh, they, they, they also leverage fintechs to service um, 
their customers and also it helps them with customer acquisition. I think the focus of banks is a little bit different or rather not the focus, I'd say more this, the area where banks add more value is a little bit different. Um, more sophisticated lending, um, better servicing the corporate world um, and the public sector, uh, public and private sectors, to be honest, and then also financing very large transactions. So both are needed. Uh, there's a lot more technological advancement happening in the fintech space, um, and both of them are working to serve economic development in Africa. Thank you for your valuable inputs. How much of a threat to the traditional banking sector do fintech incentives pose? The fintech sector um, is providing many more customers um, significant value um, than in terms of the range of transactions that can be done on the fintech platforms um, and the, the, the cost of doing those transactions. And also because the infrastructure costs for fintech companies, are the, certainly the physical infrastructure costs for fintech companies are, are much less than typical um, banks have, uh, they're able to pass on the benefits of, of higher savings in, in to, to the customers. This, I do think, is very good for the consumer in the sector. And I think the, what it does do for the traditional banking sector is, frankly, uh, cause them to uh, evolve more quickly. So certainly a good thing for, for the consumer. Thank you for these insights. Are African regulators responding quick enough to the rise of fintech? The, the share rate of um, introduction of fintech companies in sub-Saharan Africa has been very significant. So if in 2020 to 2021, there was over 5,200 5, um, tech companies of which um, 2,600 were fintechs, that's a lot of companies providing slightly nuanced differences in the services that they provide. So, of course, the regulators are, are doing, a, I believe, a good job, but then they're, they're still behind the rate of, of innovation at the moment. Um, and where it matters, they are catching up. So if you think of one of the most important advancements that, that happened recently is where um, the Central Bank of Nigeria actually has now given licenses, uh, mobile, payment, uh, mobile payment licenses to telecoms companies um, so that they can now start making payments, uh, facilitating payments and trade. Uh, for their customers. And this has made a, a, a big advancement and the technology and the, the, the regulation around that very impressive. Of course, regulation must continue as it always has been to protect um, the customers, uh, which by definition involves preserving the stability of the financial sector. Um, and I, and, and, but just by focusing on those, I do think that all other things, including um, supporting the, the, the financial or rather enabling financial inclusion and in extending the role that um, the financial sector plays in economic development will be natural consequences of the regulators continuing to focus on customer protection and the preservation of the stability of the financial system.
in Africa. It's very clear, thank you. Do you have any last words? I think we're in very, very exciting times. Um, so there's, you know, there, there's a new word that is apparently the, the, the most trending word in 2022, and it's called perma crisis. And this is where we're seeing that there's almost some, we're almost in a permanent state of crisis globally. Um, but interestingly enough, this is the first time that I'm aware where the interests of the developed world and developing markets like Africa are now aligned on a number of very important topics. The opportunities and challenges of demography, of demographics, um, the, the rates and speed of innovation and the role that the financial sector is playing in making lives easier and, and transforming the way that we live and operate. And of course, um, energy transition. So now everyone has an energy crisis. Uh, in Africa, we've always had an energy crisis to the extent that half the population, um, almost, eight, almost 800 million people are in darkness. Um, and now the whole world has an energy crisis. And then lastly, the climate and ESG are things, are all challenges that we all share together. What's very interesting about all of this is that the innovation from Africa, particularly in technology and increasingly in the FinTech space, I believe will change the way that the world evolves in solving many of these issues. And a lot of that innovation will come and is coming from Africa. Our heartfelt thanks to you, Mrs. Ike, for the wealth of insights shared today. We are equally grateful to our audience for being a part of this Finsiders episode. Be sure to catch us in the next one.